Hello, listeners. Welcome to part two of our Harry Potter Out of the Phoenix, Out of the Phoenix recording. We're just going to get back into talking about Harry and his dreams of Voldemort. Like, um, so we started yeah. with the one at the train station, of course, and then now this is the second one. I don't think this was a dream. No, no. He was just sitting by on his bed and he was looking into a mirror and... He has like a, a vision. Yeah, I think a vision. A it's, it's a portrayal of showing when he's feeling those emotions. Probably yes, that's the best way. Connected I can. to yeah. Voldemort, and then he does this where he twists his neck kind of thing, and I'm actually doing it. If you're hearing any <sighs> feedback, and he twists his neck all kind of snake-like, just depicting yeah the snake-like Voldemort. motion. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, and yeah, and any thoughts? Ah, uh, not particularly. I honestly. I, the dreams that just sort of said they're well done. They're mm-hmm. a good portrayal of what the book does. You know, obviously they're truncated across the whole story, the smaller dreams and the big dream at the end, like when he thinks he's like fighting Mr. Yeah. Yes. So the dreams are generally well done. No, yeah. no comment there yeah. really. Yeah. Any next point over to you? Uh, I think it was just then obviously they start the DA uh, classes. So mm. you've got the whole Dan Radcliffe. DA, DA, sorry. Yes. yes. Defense arts. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've got Dan and Imelda Staunton, like Dan Radcliffe and Imelda Staunton, like just having this act off kind of thing, like, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and yes, forth. This, yes. you know, older, experienced actor against this young actor, but it's so effective. Yes. It's so yes. effective. It is the book plucked out and put on screen. And mm. I appreciate that because yes. yes, in the book, you could say maybe if you're trying to be too critical, you would be like, oh, one line here, one line there. But I don't even think that's, like what happens is more they just take the tension that's in the book mm-hmm. and they bring it up on the screen in terms of how he's challenging her. Like, well, maybe Voldemort is the threat yes, we're facing. Yes, and she's yeah, like, yeah. we're not facing anyone, blah, 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 blah. And she's trying to make him look like this stupid guy. And then obviously the bloody detention that just is like a nightmare. Yes. And I think that's true to depiction. Like Harry, as I was reading the books, I'm like, Harry, Keep your head down this year. Mm. Like this is the year you need to keep your head down. And my boy is acting you might have like as well told him to scream. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> he's acting stupid. With he does, he does not think. He's thinking with his heart, and he's just you know putting himself in these situations. And as you said, plucked out right of uh, the books. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But again, I've got that. Co- I've got a comment about like I'm like that little freaking giggle Umbridge does. Ah. <laughs> Again, great actress. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Really yeah. And it's funny that as much as fake Moody was fake Moody, he was actually really effective after Lupin in teaching them about the dark yes, arts. Yes, yes. So that's why kind of maybe you would have come in expecting, yes, we had this fake teacher, yeah. but he was still teaching us the crucial and, things. And, and Harry admits that he was a good teacher. Exactly. Yes, and now you yeah. come back and you have to go back to elementary level of learning, reading books. And yes. one thing I love, did they show this in the movie? Hermione sort of, no, actually they don't portray it as well, but in the book, right, you've got Hermione raising her hand, mm-hmm. not to ask a question about the class, but to ask a question that's about why we're not learning stuff that's relevant to us. As in, in the book... Does she not if ask? I, I think in the movie she does she ask. She yeah. asks, but... And so, so in the book, the way it's portrayed... I, I don't want to go to the book to waste time, but in the book, the way it's portrayed is like, she puts her hand up for so long because yes. Umbridge knows these people. Like, I'm sure Umbridge has come in with like a file of like, yes, this student, yes, this yeah, student, yeah, this yeah, yeah. So she probably knows she's connected to Harry and yes. whatever. So Hermione... Is, even though you should be happy to read out of a book any other day, 
Mm-hmm. She's like, no, this is a practical class. I need yes. to know why we can't do yeah, practical yeah. Yeah, lessons. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, she does definitely ask. I know that much. But I was just sort of saying, you don't sort of get the defiance that Hermione usually doesn't show because yes. she's like a rule follower. But yes. in this case, because of Ambry, she's like, I'm willing to break some rules, which we get is, later. We get a little bit later. like Umbridge at all. Either, Definitely. Yeah. She's willing to break the rules. Yeah. And just, I, I think we just, we jump straight into the detention scene as well. Yes. Just, uh, that's because, yeah, the detention scene. Yeah. yeah just the start. wrongness and evilness of that first, I must not tell lies scene. Like just the way that when Harry writes the first line and he feels the pen and then he sees it on his mm-hmm. hand and then um he's reacting to that. He's mm. making like, you know, uh, sounds that he's in pain, mm, and mm. then uh, Umbridge walks over to him. Like, is there anything wrong? It's just, and Harry says no, because he realizes he cannot give in to her. And that's where I was saying the, the the act off because he's literally looking at her like, "Are you serious? Yes, yes you're yes. torturing me." Yes, but he realizes if he gives in, and I think that they. The emotion you see in that scene, even though it's not said, is what the monologue, the dialogue, his inner dialogue is, whatever his inner voice in the book is yes. thinking. Like, he can't show her weakness because, yes, yeah, yes, he can't. Yes. And then um, onto the scene with uh, Fred and George, just the Weasley business scene booming. But you know what? Because they didn't show us in movie four how they're able to get all these... Uh, things together like who's funding them why are they getting yeah. fund? of course they have their own money but harry has also contributed to them building their business and we don't have that mm. then you come to people want to say season sort of movie <laughs> um the movie six one we've seen we see their, their yeah their, their the shop. shop yes and i suppose in the long run it really doesn't matter movie wise but it would have just been nice. Yeah, it would have just there. been yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think that's the crucial part, isn't it? It would have just been nice had that been done. But like I said, consistency. It was taken out in book four, so there's no way they're going to bring it up in book yes, six. Because why? Yes. In book five, in movie five, Jesus. Because then it, the director looks stupid saying yes, some yes. context that wasn't brought up. Yes. Oh, uh, maybe they could have had Harry, uh, Harry and the, and the Weasleys just saying, the Weasleys just saying, think, ah, no, it doesn't work. I want to say Weasleys, the, the, uh, the twins saying, thank you for the, you yeah, know. But he didn't even get money. the winnings. He didn't. Like, oh. as in, in the movie, he didn't oh, yes. get them. Like, he, he this, the movie just kind of ends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think what I was going to actually say is, um, what are your thoughts on, there's that scene where Harry meets Luna um, oh yeah, that was my next point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I thought there was a it was a bit on the nose with the line where Luna's like, "Oh, Voldemort wants you to feel isolated for you to be easier Again, to fight." They are telling us and not showing us that yeah. Harry is isolated. Exactly. They are telling us, and I actually didn't mind Luna saying that because hmm. I, I think Luna it, she's in Ravenclaw, so yeah. and she's intuitive. By yes, nature. yeah, yeah. So it kind of makes sense for her to say like, if I was Voldemort, I would want to make you feel alone. Blah blah blah. Mm. But again, they are telling us and not showing us how Harry is alone. Exactly. Because they do that montage now, like you know, he which is very to, effectively done, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. Going, going to Hagrid's heart and not finding him. Uh, going to the Olry and sending letters. That is the montage, mm, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, well, it's not so much a montage, it's just a build-up of the scene of him build, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, again, I, I see what they were trying to do, yeah. but it's not fitting into the... Um, isolation. Isolation part. The anger part as well, like how angry this boy is feeling. As you say, Caps Lock Harry season <laughs> up in here. Like, yeah, we don't need him screaming, mm. but I suppose... 
this could have done in people. I'm not sure how. Mm. I'm not a writer I'm like that. I'm not a director mm. like that. So like how could they hard. how could they what was in the book and kind of depict it for us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's hard. But either way, the film is good at condensing some scenes, I suppose, mm, for mm, the sake mm, of time. Mm, and mm. obviously the montage we've been talking about, it's all effective. The new decrees, the new prohibitions for Fred and George and what to wear, how to behave, the assessment of the teachers, the oh, DA yes. lessons, yes, the yes, DA yeah. lessons, whatever, inquisitorial squad. And oh, DA lessons, sorry, I'm talking about the Dumbledore's army lessons. Because yes, yes. I, I, I truncated it into the point of just montage is being done so that's why i'm saying so i like how it's all kind of back to back to back to back to back and it's like this there's just this energy about the film there's one thing i appreciate about the film it's how whimsical it feels even though like i said it's a bit dark so Mm -hmm. the scene where she's walking you see the students that have their shirts untucked and she Mm -hmm. makes them tuck their shirts and then the students that are kissing and she makes them separate and the decrees are being put up and there's just this energy around that i feel like it sort of captured how Rapidly, things were changing yes, in the books yes, at absolutely. the time. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah. 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 And also, did you spot that um, there was a bit of a sense and sensibility reunion in Emma Thompson and Imelda Stoughton? Oh, absolutely. Because like, <laughs> we mentioned it in, uh, was it movie three? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, when yeah, we yeah, said yeah. Trelawney, blah, blah, blah. And we, yep. Yes. Um, was it Met in Pomfrey? No, I can't remember. Like, there's a moment, that, there's, a, there's a movie where we meet at least two sense and sensibility uh, actors. It would have been uh, Alan Rickman and Emma. Emma. Ah, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Emma Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also back to Ambridge auditing the teachers. So <laughs> I, I kind of laughed honestly. It did become sad later, but I kind of laughed. But it's funny also to see how him, not Hermione, um, Hen. Harry and Ron are also now kind of feeling sad because they also make fun of her sometimes, like in the classes. Yeah, they don't take it seriously, but seeing her being kind of bullied by Umbridge. Yeah. But the other scene that I found really funny was Umbridge uh, auditing uh, Snape's class, Professor Snape's class. And then he's like, uh, so Umbridge is like, uh, you have uh, applied to be the defense against the dark house teacher. Uh, and Every year, haven't you? He's like, yes. And you didn't get it this year. He's like, something like that. And he's like, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Rickman. Only Alan Rickman. Funny, funny. Um, But back to uh, Trelawney. Um, I don't know if I'm jumping where I had, but she gets dismissed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, she gets dismissed. And definitely a sad scene, like the students watching. Then Minifa and Dumbledore come out to her her rescue Mm. and kind Mm. of come for her. Yeah. And it is, by the way, in sequence. You're not jumping ahead. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then Dumbledore again evading her. I like that part. Mm. Like, thank you. Like, what I'm saying, like, how they are not depicting how alone Harry feels. Yeah. Yep. And how this say uh, it was more, even more imper- important for him to uh, feel like the other person who only believes, no, no, yes, Ron and Hermione believe him, mm-hmm. but Dumbledore is also like, um, powerful figure in mm-hmm. Harry's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than serious. Having his support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So having his support, especially after the events of book four, they really do depict what Dumbledore does yeah. in the book, like in the movie, like, you know, him evading Harry, like, like this man is running yeah. away from yeah. Harry. And I definitely. like the way they definitely did that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, and I have nothing much to add because it's the same points that I was mm-hmm. going to have. I was just going to move on to the fact that uh, soon after that, we have the flu mm-hmm. uh, network, 
call whatever that they which do. Which is series. much more improved, definitely. But Personally, I didn't quite, think so. Not quite I the do, way I wanted it to be. To be honest, I don't even think it's improved at all. I think it's worse. I don't know. Those flames, <laughs> I couldn't even make out Carrie Oldman's face. Like, I think I want the combination of book four and then not book four, movie four. Movie four yep. and movie five. Okay. Like, him be solid, but in the flames up like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I get like you, that. but I just think, yeah. W- which just... way would you want it to be depicted? Like of the two evils we got, no, no, no. Four, as in, how I, did yeah, you picture I, that's it? What you said is what I would picture it yes, in yes. some ways because you want to see the idea of like the floating head or whatever that they talk about in the yes. books. Either version that we got, I don't really no, know no, how no, to no, take. No. Either one in version way, was like it was improved, but. In a way, it's not what I really For wanted. me, it was more like they look like fake flames. Yes. And now it looks like a projection. And it yes. just doesn't look right. Yes. I just didn't. I just, anyway. Yeah. I was like too much thought about it. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like about that scene was he says someone is coming. First of all, we don't have the context of the fact that Sirius is having to go to other people's homes, breaking into like muggle homes to mm-hmm. use the fireplace. Because he can't use the fireplace at Grimoire Place because it's on the flu network. So he has to use random people's. If I'm not mistaken, in the oh. books, he has to. It's either he's using it in I, the house. I think I even missed that. I, yeah. I can't remember correctly. Don't quote me per se, but it's either he's. I'm thinking of book four and putting it in here. But either way, the key part here is he says someone is coming. It's not someone is coming. It's the fact that Umbridge's hand protrudes out of the fire and they see her wanting to grab yeah, his face. Yeah. That's what's in the book, right? That's what someone is coming okay. should be. But in the movie, they just say someone is coming. But it makes no sense because how? what are we understanding? Sirius is a grim old place. Of course, this is a grim old place. Who is someone is coming? Like, who's that going to be? And <laughs> yes. for me, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. That's all I'm going to say about yes. that scene. I was okay. like, it's either okay. you do someone is coming, we understand Sirius is maybe said, oh, I'm... I broke into a muggle home or something. Yeah. Or we just see Umbridge's hand or some allusion to, what do you call it? Like a, some indicator of them going, whose hand is that or something? And then, yes, yeah, yes. I don't know, but I just feel like it was a bit of a waste yeah, yeah. for me, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, whatever. Um, I thought there were no, <laughs> the funny thing when I was doing the rewatch, right? And I was cleaning and I'm like, there's really no characters like serious character assassination in this. Mm. And then I'm like, oh no, they're, then that's when the Neville scene happened <laughs> where he finds the room of requirement. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> but you know, Dobby actually finds that. Exactly. For Harry. But in, 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 in the large grand scheme of things, because mm. of how they also cut out a bit of Neville's story, yes. I suppose it makes, up, it makes up for Neville needing something to do for, yes, yeah, for yeah. a sub main character. He's not a main character, but he's quite, you know. But he's consistently taking Dobby's scenes. That is very true. Yes. That is very Continuity true. for you there. Ah, very true, very true, <laughs> very true. But you're right. I think what I found funny, um, well, not funny, what I found interesting was when they do the thunder and she's saying, oh, we need a teacher, whatever. And then it's sort of showing the shift and how ominous it's all coming. But <sighs> I don't know. I, I The well-placed thunder, you did like that. With placed <laughs> thunder and drain. That's really weird. <laughs> but I think... um. What I found interesting was when they go, another problem with continuity, right? When you go to that hog's, what is it called? Hog's head, whatever, the bar? Yes, yes. In the book, it's not mentioned either mm-hmm. way. Um, but you, and it, actually it's subtle. Actually, I'm not going to say continuity because it's not really crucial. But they reference Aberforth because Aberforth is the one that's the barkeeper. At mm-hmm. hog's head. And then they show him with the goat. Mm-hmm. So unless you've properly read the books, you probably wouldn't get 
that that means anything mm. but apparently in the in when when Rita Skeeter writes a story in book 7 she references that Aberforth had a fascination with goats mm-hmm. you take that how you will because there is the, the historical context of goats and you know I'll explain to you after I think for this podcast it's not appropriate um but I think I know what you what you mean but okay, then yeah. also just generally he had a fascination with goats whatever but it's like a random reference that is in the movie and you yeah. just pick it up. You're like, oh, okay, I'm before thing goes. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> but um, they just referenced it. It was like yeah, yeah. very subtle. So yeah. I kind of like that. They, they they do have random drops, but they're not even necessary. Like they could have not even shown. Do we see? Do we see no, we don't see Aberforth, the actor, like oh, as okay. it is killed. Is, okay. is it what's Syrian Hines, whatever? the He's the one that portrays Aberforth okay. in book seven. Mm-hmm. They just show a guy and a goat running off or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. So I might actually take off maybe some of that reference. I'll bookmark this for a second, just in case I need to remember something. But yeah, I don't know. That's all I kind of had about. I didn't have much to say about this scene when they met in the bar. Okay. And I think I've already uh, spoken about this scene. Like, were we talking here or were we talking outside? Uh, about, <laughs> I don't know. About, uh, I, I move on instantly to them being in Dumbledore's army once it started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the same with Ron and Hermione where Ron is like, don't worry, I'll go easy on you. And the twins are betting. And like, you know, just how good Ron looks. I think we've already spoken about mm-hmm. how good Ron looks. But I'm, I'm also like, you know, the part, Dean, like I noticed that Dean was smirking and laughing at Ron in the corner. I'm like, hello, Dean yeah. Thomas yeah. is doing his thing. <laughs> Alfie Enoch. Yeah. Um, we kind of skip a lot of moments where Harry feels alone. As again, as he says, he's telling this. He's telling us this. Sirius also feeling, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like... Do you want to say your point? Because I'm kind of reading my notes and I'm like, I'm way ahead. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, what I was going to say, because I was actually reading about that upper fourth and he, he did some charm. Like he was fascinated with charms that would do something. But I think it was re- regarded as like maybe harming animals. So I can't oh, remember. There's, okay. there's some reference. Anyway, we'll get to the, we'll get to it. But the scenes I had around that Dumbledore's army part was the fact that for you sort of see Jeannie's power conceptualized. Like she does the reductor spell. Oh, it's yes. powerful. And then it's yes. referenced later at the end of the yes, movie. Yeah. I'm just a Jeannie fan. So even if it's crap that I'm getting, I'll take those little crap scraps yeah, that yeah. they give us. And um, I guess then we, you went to serious. That's interesting because you've missed out on, um, Oh, have I jumped back in ahead? I don't know. No, I, I, even I don't understand that. Those so things, no. before that, we've well, got the scene a, of a, the, the a Christmas party of Dumbledore's army and what Ambridge is doing. I think I'm talking about how ah uh, the montage. Yeah. I think it's the montage yeah. that I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, either yeah. way, before they get to back to being with like Gary Oldman or Sirius Black and stuff. Oh, this is way before the this kiss. Is way before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. kiss happens before yeah. that. So you've got the trio being there, recognizing that Harry must. I want to do some, you know, yes, yes. stuff. And then you've got Love the weird scene times. of Ginny looking back and it doesn't make sense because we, they don't even put much effort into that. So it's really strange. Yes, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That's a nice reference, but it's actually not that great that you're like showing us something that doesn't get payoff. Yeah. Uh, and you were obsessed with Robert Pattinson actually because you saw... Oh, did, did you, are you looking at my nose or no. something? Because <laughs> I'm like, every time I see Cedric Diggory, like... Uh, <laughs> How did we see? It? Was it a flashback or something? He was in a photo, so he has a photo of him. Ah, on the wall. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, turn out, making the stallion stuff. I'm like, Batman. <laughs> he is Batman. Someone was obsessed year. with watching the Batman oh guys. I, I, I left the theater thinking I'd never seen someone convert so quickly to <laughs> to the religion called Robert Pattinson. <laughs> 
I've never been a Batman. Ben, ben, is it the Batman or Batman? Oh, Batman fan, but I've, the movie's I've never called been the a Batman, Batman yeah. fan. Like, and so the only reason I even watched it was the element of Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, and I'm happy that I watched. That it. is very good. Yes, that is very good. Yes, yeah. So he gets reference, and obviously the kiss. I don't know about you, but he went on and on and on, as we said. I think. I think by the time we got to the kiss, because. As I say, it's been a humbling experience. Um, <laughs> as I said, when we recorded for book five, that you can re- already see how Harry and Charles' relationship is already, like, you know, ruined. Mm, by, tainted by... Tainted by the events of... At the end of book four, yeah. with Cedric dying. And Charles already having dated Cedric, there's no way that, you know anything's going to go well with, mm. with Harry. Uh, it's always going to be tainted, as, a, as you said, yeah. by um, Cedric's death. And so even when we go to the kiss, I know before I'd be like, yeah, I love the kiss and whatnot, even though it was described as well. Yeah. I still, I was still like, I'm over this. Like, yeah, yeah I'm sure you're happy. No, to be honest, it's not so much that I'm happy. I'm just sort of remembering that. Because for me, I enjoyed Cho and Harry in the book in the sense that they were just... A mess from the beginning. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I, no, no, I, I beg your pardon. Let's say that again. I'm not saying I loved them. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Don't backtrack <laughs> now. Don't backtrack. I enjoyed Show and Harry in the book on hey. reflection hey. because of how messy they were. They were just fun to see how they deteriorated from the, <laughs> from the very beginning. I'm sorry, like. <laughs> So this is not you really loving no, them. No, that's why enjoying. you jumped onto me saying enjoy as in as if I am enjoying them yes. as a couple. No, okay. it was enjoyment in terms of when we get to that. That's why I'm like they skip the Valentine's Day scene. That's a funny as like that's not really a scene which shows a boy literally being out of his elements when it comes to relationships or love or crushes and all that stuff. I'm happy they skipped it. I did not need that. I did not need more humbling moments. But it was yes. funny. It was funny. But I was going to say, um, it's funny how in the media, oh gosh, I keep saying it's funny, but the media at the time, because I, I, I remember this movie was advertised quite a bit and I guess now I was becoming more conscious of Harry Potter because book seven was due to come out sometime mm-hmm. either before it had already come out or it was coming out after this movie. But I remember the news reporting on the fact that this was going to be Dan Radcliffe's first kiss or at least Harry Potter's first kiss. Yes. Movie wise. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, a, I, it's stuck in my mind that kissing scene because I've seen it sort of like playing in newsreels, you know, when the, the news is like, Oh, you know, Harry Potter five is coming out yeah. and guess what? It's going to be Harry's first kiss or something. And then they, yeah. they play this. So it's, yeah, it's sort of like a weird memory of me hearing that in the news. And I'm like, I had okay, to remember really, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like, as in, if you think of like when you saw trailers for the first time or yes. something like that, that's yeah. sort of like the remembrance I have. I have not, no other recollection of, Harry Potter 5 mm-hmm. and watching it if ever at the time but I definitely remember that being yeah. talked about yeah. in the media um, I think my next one was uh, uh, I enjoyed the quiet and sweet moments between the trio mm-hmm. I didn't actually make reference to what these moments were but I suppose when they um, I think there's a moment laugh when about they are laughing yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and when uh, Hermione is talking about um, what do you call it the I'm teaspoon. sure Harry's kissing is fine. Oh, and yes. All that. Then, like, the emotional range of a teaspoon scene. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think after that, it's just the dream. It's really just the dream. Uh, we get to seeing him dream, and um, he goes to Dumbledore's office, and it's a whole, look at me, and it's like, ooh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. that's the first time t- 
technically the Dumbledore does look at him and you sort of if you're not only following because it does movie, the snake thing like 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 you hear the hissing sound and then like look at me yeah yeah because yeah. he's been trying to get Dumbledore's attention throughout the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah. and then and yeah they do occlumency I think just before he goes off to Christmas but in the books don't they immediately then go yeah I can't remember if yeah. it's go that's what I was gonna say they go to then home or something they actually yeah. go to Christmas proper and then they come back and Harry starts having his lessons yeah uh-huh. so that's what I was gonna actually ask you thank God you brought that up so did you think that it was okay to do them immediately I suppose there's the urgency of saying I, I think movie wise it does work mm-hmm. but it was for me because I I just read the book so I think I was expecting that sequence <laughs> yeah and so it, I'm, I'm like now I'm confused did it happen like that in yeah. the book and what not it works does work for the movie as you said the immediate need for mm-hmm. Harry to immediately learn how to uh protect his mind mm. yeah 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 and then on holiday then go and see i'm assuming in the background the weasleys have left or something that's what yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to assume yes. but also i'm also thinking but wouldn't that be a lot of trauma on harry like i suppose it's considerations you make you're an author you're writing a book you're thinking of it in your own one track mind yes then this property gets taken by people and writers and directors so to them it might make more sense to do that yeah but effectively what is on the page sometimes as it is it's also quite effective because i'm thinking He's gone through this traumatic event. He's you need to clear your mind for occlumency. There is no he's not in emotional state yep. or he doesn't have the emotional and mental capacity to even clear his mind even if he doesn't know what clear his literally, mind is. Literally. Yes. So it's a bit mm. But anyway, I was going to say is this the book where oh is this fan fiction where he Draco comes in and then he's like remedial potions or something? Book. book. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I wish yeah, they yeah, had yeah, that yeah. cuz yeah. I could already see I could already see Tom Felton just saying remedial potions like i could just you see his face doing it it's so i fun. think you yeah, kind of see why they cut some tom felton scenes tom felton scenes mm-hmm. um because they don't really then in movie world mm. they don't really add to the overall story other than him them becoming part of the inquisitorial squad yeah but um and even then you see that's the sadness about hindsight right we now have mm. fan fiction and all these worlds yes. that we can explore yes you can also more see where of all the things that we could say JKR could have done, if anything, I don't really think Harry Potter is a pretty complete story. Yes, yes. But I wish he had redeemed Draco in some yes. way. Because I feel like it would have been a perfect indicator of like, these were kids. They were yes. influenced by parents yes. and adults and stupid people. Yeah. Redeem them. Because this idea of like Slytherin being the bad house, it's very... Mm. You know what? I do wonder if she'll say uh create an alternate world or if it's just but she said that she's done with Harry Potter. Yeah. But as an author I could say I could create decide to create but no, do you know why it doesn't work for her? Because she's gone back and and done things and, and yeah. uh what do you call it when you retcon yes, something yeah. and stuff like that. That if she hadn't not done all that stuff, mm. if she came out and said I am doing an alternate universe mm. of this world yeah. and just maybe like a fan fiction then it says this can't be canon this could be the other timeline yeah yeah, yeah. i swear people would go crazy and would jump yeah, on that it would be sold yes very well yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and they would ju- oh shit like i'd love that idea because in the movie i yeah. there's actually a, de- oh, a behind the scenes i don't know if then it became a deleted scene but there's behind the scenes footage showing Tom Felton like throwing a wand at um, Harry at, in, in movie seven. Mm-hmm. So they did try to film a scene where it looks like Tom 
rebels and he or not Tom Draco rebels mm. and he helps Harry to have a weapon against Voldemort. But they took it out because obviously it doesn't happen in the book. So if you you can't go in okay, the movie. And then they decide to keep the part where Lord Voldemort hugs Draco. I know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But they did actually film that because there is footage of, if you just search, there's footage of that. It's still on a green screen type thing. So it's not oh, okay. been fully made. Yeah. But they can't put it in completely because in the book he doesn't fully get reformed. But then that's, I guess, the shortcomings of having written a book at a time when the story just needed to be finished and you write it and you finish it. But I think that's why then fan fiction, I, I love it. It comes in and it fills the gaps. Like I love fan fiction that t- talks about the period after, like immediately in terms of are these people, and obviously I'm so obsessed now with Draco Malfoy that I'm so fascinated about people that talk about how is he immediately going to go to jail after the book ends, let's say, mm. or does he go on some kind of journey to redeem himself or how does he inc- like come back around to the idea of like muggles and stuff and then falling in love potentially with her mind or even just if he is living his life yes. and having Scorpius, but stuff. so it's just fuzzy. And even other stories like your Harry Potter, like how does Harry immediately deal with like all that? So anyway, I know we're digressing for a moment, but if anything, where scenes like, I think we're talking about the occlumency scene, like mm. scenes where, you take the book and you make it what you want to make it. They work sometimes initially, but when you reflect on it, I'm like, mm. Mm. yeah. Um, again, back to the missing said Mungo scene, like the missing emotional conundrum Harry mm. goes through. Uh, the lack of world building. Literally. That, and, oh my God. And cutting out Neville's parents as well. And, and, and yes, uh, Harry does express himself later to Sirius, mm. but it kind of feels like the moment has passed. Yeah. Because we true. have, because as you said, we go from him being in Dumbledore's office, reporting what happened with Nagini to being in the Oculus lessons, then having Christmas, and then uh, Mr. Weasley coming back from St. Mungo. So a lot of moments have kind of passed, and yeah. there's no, like, the way it's expressed in the book. Yeah. Like Harry almost wants to leave the house. No, no, not almost. He's about to leave the house, this boy. Like, and he stopped. Like, where are you going? Mm. Kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he believes that he's turning into Voldemort or he's evil or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's because they, they take the inner monologue and try to make it one scene or yeah. it's just, ah, it's, it's really hard to yeah. And Neville does reveal like, you know, what happened with his parents, uh, uh, post the Azkaban breakout, but again, yeah, it's telling, not showing. It's yes. not effective. Yes, there's <laughs> there's a lot of telling and not showing. It's not effective at all. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. we like Neville's character, but had we seen this? Like, God, man, it's just yeah. There was a, too much telling at, at some points. But mm. the Azkaban breakout scene was well done. That, that was wild. That yeah, was I very, love very that. Well with done. um, uh, really strange. Uh, bon, bon, Bonham Carter? Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. Damn. I'm, yep. I'm like, hey, Mrs. Carter. <laughs> uh, cackling like that, you know, like giving that image of the old kind of witch you see yep. in like, you know, yep. like cackling. Of, like, she she did that well. Like it, it was wild. Like, yep. And even the montage at that time when yes, he's yes. showing the breakout and Fudge saying, no, nothing happened. It's serious black and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense, but... And uh, you lost yeah. control of the Dementors, uh, please. Literally. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing, right? That's why we're saying the showing and not telling. They showed us Azkaban Breakout. Yeah. Rather than... <laughs> in book three, 
when yeah. um series is broken out or whatever not that i'm comparing it but remember how they do the the kid i don't know i just I was remembering the kid saying it's like catching smoke it's like catching smoke with your veins <laughs> but um and i like that they show us yes the, the 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 breakup because in the news that's one thing i like about this movie the if use of newspapers as the form of dissemination of information yes, yes. works well to, to get rid of some of the context we get in the book mm. without getting rid of it. as in like making it effective rather than mm. the paper the paper the paper it's like moving images and all that stuff yes and it's effective i like yes. it yeah and what's uh, fantastic Ginny? oh he's complimenting her because she does some spell and yeah anyway oh, okay. i think it's which they're doing i wrote it because i was like oh he says something about Ginny. <laughs> i think they're doing the patronuses oh okay. so just before the, the yeah. thing yeah uh i'm kind of moving very Past like when they get discovered by the Inquisitorial squad. Oh, actually, before you go, don't you? What about what are your thoughts? Because I wrote as in terms of like it was like a juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. But I need to probably move my mic more in front of me. But it was like a juxtaposition that I loved about. You've got this happiness that's happening with the Patronuses and they're learning about Patronuses, and then boom, like Umbridge comes with like the Inquisitorial squad to like break in, and then just it's just chaos after that. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought the funny part, like you know, the Patronus. Uh, the way you produce it is from positive emotion. Mm. So it's a it's a good moment that they're feeling like yeah. you know, and then yes, Miss Umbridge, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you're probably going to talk I, about show. I hate. <laughs> I'm already suffering because of the books, but I hate how in this uh, in the movie they decided to use Cho Chang as the snitch instead of a friend. It's a hate crime. It's a hate. Crime. <laughs> um, and then Percy just randomly appearing when Dumbledore's army is caught. Yes, it's in the books, but then again, Percy in the books has kind of been like in in and out. Like, because Percy right now is separated from his family, like, you know. Mm. And he even sends uh, Ron a letter to say, you know, choose your friends wisely. Mm. He sends a mm. long-ass letter, like, you know. Where he says, you know, things are happening at the ministry. Um, there's some people you wouldn't want to be friends with. Blah 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 blah. And so Percy then showing up with uh, with with uh, Fudge. Fudge is <laughs> the undersecretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is here. It makes sense in this in the books. Mm-hmm. In the film, it's like, why is he there? Is it even mentioned nope. that Percy not is not with his family no, at no, the moment? It must suck to be the actors for these characters because mm. i'm sure they would have read the books they yes. would be like oh wow that movie yes. when percy how what am i gonna get then you yes. read the scripture yes. like nothing like nothing. literally just appearing in the background none of that and the sadness about that when why i keep saying i love the harry potter world but i could never put the movies as a great love because the movies yes. miss out so much yes the fact that percy turns against his family it not only is a commentary on how sometimes wars can divide us for example mm can be on one side of a political ideology and your family's on the other side. But just the sadness of, for example, ambition. Percy's very ambitious. He feels like his family limits his ambition, but he mm. feels like to satisfy that ambition, he has to go against the very people that raised him to be who he, he wouldn't be who he is if he wasn't for his family, but he just discards them. But mm. you don't get any of that. You don't get the sorrow, the grief that Miss Weasley feels at losing one of her children, put like essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, having, and you don't then get that, Sadness at the end when he only gets like a couple of moments with his brother again, and then boom, one of the yes. brothers, you know, yeah. passes away. So, yeah. yeah, it's very, and mind you, I'm very much, remember when I showed you that Percy drawing? I'm very much ah, of the belief that man. he got redeemed at the end of book seven. Man. But I think he would have grown into a more 
effective leader potentially yes yes having seen like how bureaucracy or yes, a bad yes, corrupt system yes, yeah. yeah so yes. yeah anyway it's just interesting yes, that yeah. you really need to read measure of a man but we'll get around to I that really at need some to point. read what measure of a man that's where oh, those okay. drawings and stuff oh, okay 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 yeah that fanfic anyway um but i uh, still in damodal's office that uh exit scene the 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 fire mm-hmm. the fi- fire phoenix exiting like that was well done I like the way he I'm doing the hand movements but <laughs> we're not recording nobody like, can see yeah, that nobody can see that except you um uh, but I really love that yeah. and you said it's different from the books how it again? is because he essentially creates a commotion so he yes. knocks them out but he has time to actually talk to Harry and I think ah, it's talking okay. to give him the okay. plan that there's a plan there's a thing and that's mm. the first time that Dumbledore I think properly talks to him besides the look at me scene or whatever mm. but that's the first time he properly talks to Harry and it's a moment of giving Harry hope as well yes. as he's about to leave him in the yes. lurch kind of thing. Yeah. In the movie he just winks and that's fine, that's effective. But that's it's not it's not a minus per se. No, it's not it's effective. Easy. It's not even similar because all this time okay, Dumbledore has been avoiding Harry like he's the yeah. plague or something yeah. and then in this moment that's when he just winks and and, 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 and goes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing like and no, I, I was enough. saying I was saying it's, it it works in terms of like the escape is very it, like good yes. like it's cool you yes. know it's instantaneous yeah. but also yeah you lose out on the fact that this is the first moment of connection for them yes. and it's really yes. kind of yeah, sad yeah. that it's yeah. 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 Um, but also, I was going to say, do they not have other robes for Kingsley? Like he has the same purple robes. How do you notice these things? Like <laughs> Know. Maybe they just had the same type of robe in a different color, but I swear. Oh, like, that this or are those oral robes? I don't something? know. Maybe. But, I mean, they were definitely dressing him up like he's wearing West African attire. So oh I don't really God. think it's Aura's robes. <laughs> Seriously, like he's not. That's not anything wizardy. That's like the what is it called? The men's thing of like West African yes, countries yes, and stuff. So yes. I don't know. But I was gonna say that most of the time, also when I read fan fiction, this is the actor that I picture as Kingsley. Like yes. He yes. gave that aura. He might not have been there for a long time. Yeah. But, yeah. Wait, back to Kingsley. He says the is, line. Is this fan fiction or what? Does he become mm. minister? Yeah, he does. He does. Kingsley does become minister. After Scrimmico? Yes. As, as a interim government or something, he does become minister of magic for a bit. Honestly, I thought maybe this was fan fiction. No, I think he does. I think <laughs> okay. he does. He goes on to become, it's in the Oh, it's either they reference it as the years after thing, oh, the chapter. Okay. Yeah. But he definitely does become minister become of magic. Minister. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, the the fan that God, not reference. But in the fanfic that I read, he becomes minister of magic, but things just go into a state of flux because things are not going well. There's too much corruption. He steps away from the role, but there's like a. Um, Harry and team in terms of Dick Draco and Hermione and stuff, they're like in a secret society trying to like bring him back into power kind of thing. And it's just really inspiring because you can see that Kingsley kind of has that, not Dumbledore aura because Dumbledore just has his own unique aura, but he's like an effective leader. Like he has that spirit of being a leader. Um, And then uh, we then jump, I don't know if this is the scene, back to the Occlumency scene. I saw Grope happens before that. Oh, Grope. And I was like, nah. Yeah, yeah no, Again, we don't have to comment. And Ron, and Ron is there because he wasn't there in the books. Ron is in is playing Quidditch. That's his, <laughs> the Quidditch match where he shines. Like, you know, Weasley is our king. Mm. And again, that doesn't happen. So he's in that scene with them, which kind of makes sense if they're not going to do the Quidditch yeah. scene. Yeah. And um, I suppose it was also to show his growing interest for Hermione, I suppose. But... Ugh. 
whatever. I couldn't care less about growing up in the book, so I wouldn't give <laughs> <Yeah>. more. <laughs> I mean, neither, man. And then, yeah, occlumency. Let's do it. Yes. Um, I, uh, man, I cannot say this strongly enough. I prefer book version of Harry invading Snape. Snape's me- uh, Snape's I prefer mind. book version of Harry invading Snape's memories rather than him casting a protective spell, the Protego spell, and then jumping into Snape's mind. Because I feel Snape will be able to evade that. Yeah, it's not, definitely. Or even just throw him out of his mind immediately. Mm-hmm. He's not that strong of a not, wizard. No, he's not, not that strong of a wizard. Like, not in that sense. He's not into my magic exactly. in that way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He might be strong in a way, like maybe he might be able to, if maybe Snape throw a spell him and him being able to defend himself spell-wise, my magic does not Harry's strong suit. Exactly. And... And it takes away from Harry being a nosy that little, part, you know, that part because that's what because they showed that they showed us oh they showed that to us in book three mm, the pensive yeah yes. and in book four as well I'm like did you did you not do that in book four as well he did in book four but in book four it was different because this is Dumbledore he's you know his best friend but this is Snape his enemy like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and and it was more rich. More rich in the books that from where the scene starts, mm. him in class, seeing his dad, mm. seeing his dad, then following his dad, then seeing his mom, and then the whole like uh, uh, Rima and Sirius, like the people he loves, and then we do see Wemtel, F you to you, <laughs> Wemtel. But the way the scene goes from like a happy thing to immediately like. This is not the version of his father that that he's been told about. Mm. And the fact that he's been told that he looks like his father, blah, blah, blah. Then he's yanked out of the pensive by uh, Snape. And he is terrified because he knows that uh, he's he's done very wrong. And he's so apologetic to Snape. He's still fearful. He's still defensive, but he's also apologetic Mm. to him. But he doesn't get a chance to say that. I do not like the way they did it. In now, the film. and to be honest with you, it's not even the way they did it, but also the scene itself. Like, it was fine for a bit, but you don't get the sense that James is the popular guy. I don't even know why they cast that actor. Like, you couldn't find, like, nothing to do with that actor. Yes. But the James you hear about is an arrogant guy who knows he looks good and he has the energy for it. Mm. This guy might act like it, but he doesn't carry the energy for that, that type of role. And. It's done so much like um because they went for this whole going into his I, I suppose that's why they did it so quickly because they just do him quickly going into Snape's mind right and mm-hmm. then being cast mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But you're missing out on the Lily dynamic. You're missing yes. out on the fact that yes. Snape said a really bad word to his supposed best friend because that connects to book seven. When we get to book seven, mm. we see an extension of that scene where Lily meets Snape afterwards and there's a whole conversation about yes. that and their friendship yeah. ends. And that's how Harry understands, okay, at that point I left my parents not in a good state, but yeah. there is a yeah. point when yeah. Snape actually lost the friendship with Lily and that happened. Yeah. But then equally in movie five book five you we miss out on the fact that harry now goes into this like you're saying this state of like oh my god my father and my mother and they didn't love each other and it adds to the isolation and all that stuff literally and the, yeah and then yeah. he asks is it ramus and lupin and they reassure him and he's like oh okay, ramus cool. and lupin yeah yes. i think so <laughs> yes ramus and lupin <laughs> <laughs> the new dynamic <laughs> 
<laughs> Ray Mysterio serious. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But um yes, I think you're right. That wasn't a well done scene mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy that. Fan cast of the Marauders of Always Involved, Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. uh Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Ar- Ben Barnes. Aaron Taylor-Johnson is serious. Ben yes. Barnes as Yes. Um, ben Barnes is James. I, no, no. Aaron Taylor-Johnson is James. Oh, 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 whichever role I think, yes, but yeah. they have them portraying one or the other and I think yeah so who's cast as Wimtel I don't think people ever do fan cast of Wimtel unfortunately <laughs> like, I know who cares? I know he's the Marauders but they don't really do that yes and yeah and Lily Jane Lily and Lily James is it Lily no Lily Potter is always um Lily, Lily James no Karen Gillan in um the one in yeah, Lily Evans sorry what's that actress you know have you ever uh, watched um is she the one in Marvel who is yes, um yes the robot girl yes 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 yes, yes. Yes. Anyway, just that's a much more effective mm. cast for me than whatever happened there. We can move on, I suppose. But yes, that 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 if anything I do not like about this movie more than that end scene that we're going to come to is the Marauders. I just yes. they had so much. Oh God, I just can't. Can't. People are hoping for them to do a Marauders movie. So. I would hope. So. Why do they do Fantastic Beasts? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I know the problem is that you don't want to immediately do a Harry story, as JK didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I would hope they do it because we really need and it. I think there's a re- like it's not just the Marauders. I think you can also bring it into the the first order of the Phoenix and all that stuff. But I don't know. Uh, I think then bringing back Ralph Fiennes and all that stuff. I think yeah. I don't know if, yeah, how you how mm. how you do it. Um and then I don't know if I'm missing something here but um I'm so the Weasley twins yeah Fred their, and George yes we out that's what I say <laughs> they do their exit but they do their exit too early how do they do it in the book in the book they do it to facilitate Harry and uh, and Squad to go to <gasps> Madame yes. Ambridge's yeah. uh flu network because that's when Harry in the owl lesson mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. in the owl lesson they are uh, the OWLs that's when he has the vision i think You're right. and then uh to of, create the diversion yeah yep. so to create a diversion so that they can go there mm-hmm. but Madame Ambridge is wise to them <laughs> Yep. Yes, and then they get caught whilst they're trying to use the flu network. Mm-hmm. But yes. no, no, no. I think you've got it wrong. Fred and George do leave. Yes. Then Ginny says, "When you've got Fred and George's brothers, you kind of blah 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 blah." Yes. They devise their own plan, but it doesn't involve the twins. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> the only reason I'm saying that, we can quickly backtrack. Let's just find the chapter. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I believe they would have already gone. We really do have to prove to Tinashe that she's wrong. So it's called Out of the Fire, the chapter that precedes this. So there's the Owls chapter and then Harry says, "I don't need to go to the hospital wing ba 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 ba." So I'm trying to find whether Fred and George are involved in this at all. So then, okay, Hermione is saying, "Harry, blah 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 blah, what happened?" to try to talk about it. Because I know you're trying to recollect, aren't you? It's really hard to recollect the memory yeah. now. And then Ginny comes in to the class. Then they start devising the plan. So Ginny says, "Luna and I can stand at either end of the corridor and set off some garreting gas or something like that." So at this time, Fred and George have already left. Gone. Oh, okay. They okay. leave around the time the owls happen. I take it back. Yeah. Okay. Not not so much as the owls. Actually, now thinking, but I think in the book it actually happens a bit differently. That's what I was thinking. As in, so they... Fred and George interrupt the owls. 
And that's when Harry has the vision? No, so he the has film? the vision during the hours, yes. but Fred and George have already, I think, left oh, or something. Okay. okay, I'm trying to find when they actually leave because grow up happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they actually leave before grow up chapter comes in the okay. book. So the story of Fred and George's flight to freedom was retold so often over the next few days that Harry could tell it would soon become the staff of Hogwarts legend. Yes. So they leave during the careers advice uh-huh. chapter. So you see, they had to obviously move the events around because certain things were not happening how they were. Yes, yes. I suppose in the movie, it works as one scene, but then equally, do they create a diversion in thing, or do they just say, let's go to Umbridge's office because that's where I, the I, flu I think, is I think open. It's, that's when they're having the punishment after they've been discovered and then they're like, ah, you know what? Yeah. I, know, I, I can't quite recall <laughs> this part. Yeah. It's all good. I wrote a whole freaking like, it's, almost, it's not half of the page, like almost three quarters of the page mm. where I confidently write missing scene and this is what happens. But then, say, what did account. you say? Because I, I want to know what it was. Okay, because well, I wouldn't... I'll, I'll read it to you. Like, uh, so the Weasley twins exit to facilitate Harry talking to Sirius. Instead, it's used in the film to interrupt the owls. And it happens way earlier in the film. Um, but it is satisfying to see all the decrees smashing to the ground and Umbridge looking frazzled. Mm-hmm. It all happens out of sequence because that's when Harry has the vision of Sirius at the ministry, but Fred and George are already gone. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I suppose in the movie, yeah, they do do it that way, but yeah, in the book, it's totally different. Totally different. But anyway. Um, um, I don't know if you want to talk about what happens when they're trying to divert uh, Umbridge, but I'm already at the Department of Ministries. <laughs> Wow, that is very quick. I suppose for me, all I wanted to touch on was more the uh, Snape, really, the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, Snape says, I'm not going to give you Veritas Serum. So, Harry, read between the lines. I mean, even in the book, we're saying the same thing, right? Yes, yes, yes. But in the movie, it's a bit funnier because it's like you see the man saying it. He was a dumb little bit. Literally. Girl, Mm -hmm. boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Because, yeah. It just, yeah, but it's funny. I just found it interesting that, like, you know, you sort of see the tension of, like, Snape, we want to tell you something in secret. But then Snape is like, I don't know anything about that. But then it's like, read between the lines. He probably does. It's just, But I think it's also working, uh, even with book Harry, like, just, again, Harry has inherited mm, the... The prejudice. The prejudice, the hatred. And it's mutual, of course, uh, with Snape. Um, and therefore, even though he hopes... I think he was hoping for Snape to give him something, like, truly to indicate that he understands what he's saying. Mm. I think maybe that would have helped Harry uh, be a bit more careful about his next actions, whether he did end up going to the ministry or not, or waiting to hear or something. But because Snape... Is I don't know if he does it intentionally or vindictively, or he's just being a proper spy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. So That's true. Yeah. But I, I think um, I wanted to say, I commented on how Umbridge says, I really hate children. Yes, yes. And I will have order. Because yes. I was like, it just shows her two, I guess, opposing characteristics. She hates mm. kids, but she loves regulations. Yes. And it's like really, really effective. Um, sorry, my embarrassing whatsapp <laughs> audio and then you have i think you said something about the centaurs centaurs that's what i wanted to bring up yes. um you said they're looking like they're about to drop an album you said something along oh, the yeah. lines oh, of yes. watching oh, it yes. um so when they first appear and uh like on higher ground and then they just stop there so like 
not silhouettes per se, but they're kind of like in the the lighting is not that great intentionally like but you just see their figures mm-hmm. kind of just standing there and i'm like it looks like they're about to drop an album it reminds me of that pigeon one i don't know if you've seen that meme with pigeons and uh like you know they're looking into the camera kind of like the really five pigeons i don't think and, so <laughs> and people say they look like they're about to drop an album <laughs> yes yeah well that's good <laughs> yes. um yeah and i guess now you go to the department of music because before that is really just hermione appreciating ron's brilliance mm-hmm. and Neville calling out Harry for not practicing what he preaches, essentially. Mm, mm. And they kind of missed the chance to show the people that can't or haven't seen death writing thestrals. Like, yes. how funny that might yes, be. Yes, But, you know, it's done. It's done. It is what it we is. But fast yeah, forward. You We're go. going to the Department of Mysteries. Yes, let's do it. Uh, even though we didn't see the full, uh, the way it's depicted in the books, uh, what truly the Department the, uh what truly the Department of Mysteries looks like, but I loved the bit that we did get to see, uh, where the prophecies are and where the arch where, what do they call it? The veil? Where the veil mm-hmm. is, yes. So are, are you already like jumping ahead to like the battle battle or like you're still talking about the preceding? Uh, I think my next line is uh, Harry holding, hearing the prophecy whilst at the ministry instead of Dumbledore's office. That's where I'm, I'm going. Um, again... In the grand scheme of things, I think it kind of maybe cuts out the having to repeat the prophecy, but then it doesn't stop them going back to Dumbledore's office and Harry being angry at Dumbledore. So, yes, have him listen to it there, mm-hmm. but also have Harry pissed as he walks in. What happened? That, they could have still done that, right? Yes. Give us a hint of who says the prophecy. Yes. Then we realize it's Trelawney. Yes. And then we get the context of why Trelawney was saying this prophecy. Yes. And all that. Yes. Like they could have still... Yes. Done, if there's one thing... I still remember my friend and I talking about this. This was like in high school. Like, mm. like so young. But we were talking about how it is not effective that they cut out that scene mm. in Dumbledore's office. And I suppose we'll get to Dumbledore's office scene and talk about that more. But... Yeah, there's just a lot of grievances I have. In terms of, um, just give me two. You can, sorry, say the rest of your points on the Department of Mysteries, but I just had a quick point that I was trying to search um, to try to say. And it's, that was already... Uh, I'm about to talk about the death. <laughs> death eaters smoking in okay, and out. Okay, so I think, yeah, right. I think yeah, the, de- the death eaters come after that. Because we don't get much about how they're moving through the Department of Mysteries well, You're not going to anyway. say something else? What were you looking oh, at? Oh, no, no. I was doing something. I was texting. Like, I was texting my sister because she was asking a question. So, I was on WhatsApp, like, texting her. Oh, whilst you were talking. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so the death eaters uh, smoking in and out. I love the black smoke. And it's not like... And I love the fact that it's not like a like a... The texture of the smoke, I think, the consistency of the smoke, it's like mm-hmm. a thick one. It's like very thick. And like, I don't know how to say it, but it looks so great when they smoke in and smoke out, like, especially when they start, when Harry refuses to hand over the uh, prophecy to Lucius, Lucius Malfoy. Okay. Uh, I shouldn't be yelling because it's very much. Is it so. almost midnight or something? <laughs> Dude. Is there anyone else in your besides your and your like your in sure your house? That, sure <laughs> that, yes. Um, but I found it hella awesome, and and I like the movie version of the veil as well. Um, yeah, in the book it was a bit hard to conceptualize. To yes, be honest, it was so hard to picture what yeah. it, it So I think like. they did the best they could. Yes, with yes. What yes, information yeah, yeah. they had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I suppose they would have then maybe consulted J.K. regarding like, well, oh, think, how did you? I think it, it's 
it's actually a fabric in the a tattered fabric in the in the yeah. movie in, in the books. But then how would then serious for into it do weird? I suppose you would go through the fabric, but I think I liked the version of it because it doesn't make it otherworldly kinda. Yep, and it's like yeah, in yeah. the center. It's yes. really weird. I'm just like, God, the Department of Mysteries. Jesus yes. Christ, what is this? Uh and but like if, if, if you've got anything before the um the getaway from my godson's <laughs> in. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah, I guess it's more like him coming in like that. So I'll I'll play I'll play the, the scene. Yes. Yeah. But oh, cause I was just gonna say though, as effective as <laughs> <laughs> As effective as it is to show the effects, the whole showing the death the the Death Eaters in black smoke, which makes sense because I feel like the Death Eaters would have found a way to just make themselves unique. So the yes. way they operate and everything, I, I yes. love in fan fiction they touch a lot on this that like even the way Draco now still probably operates is something that he t- was taught when he was ooh, becoming ooh. a Death Eater. Well, sorry, like, so in fan fiction, do we have Draco operating with the black smoke? Most of some Ooh, of I my fan that. fiction, not, I love not all, yes, but yes. some that are leaning into the idea of him still like being tethered to that Death Eater. Oh, unfortunate okay. lessons okay. that he would have Do received. They then explain like, is it connected to the Death Eater mark? But then would that mark not fade? Or it's, the, it's not so much about the Death Eater mark, but he says that's what I was taught. Because oh, remember, okay. they would have been teaching each other as Death Eater. Okay. So at the time that um, at the time that Bellatrix would have taught him to do anything, it would have pretty much been in that sense. So yeah, that's why that was, <laughs> that's why he, um, he operates with the black smoke and pretty much, I think most fan fictions, they don't, yeah, they don't tight necessarily to say it's because he's a death eater, but they, it is because he's a death eater that he learned to operate that way. And by operate that way, I mean with the black smoke and everything. And he touches on the fact that, his aunts probably would have taught him to operate that way. And mm, his aunt mm. would have taught him occlumency and his aunt. So they would, she would have taught him more darker methods of magic, which yes. is why anyway. So yes. that's, that's partly why. But yes. what I find funny is the whole order of the Phoenix out of the, the, the coin doing light operation. It doesn't work as well as seeing like the dark smoke. Or Not so it much it doesn't work. It's just funny. Like it just, oh, okay, okay. It's like, as in you're really, they effectively were trying to say good and bad. And it's great, but yes. then now you're having Patronuses fighting. It's, it's like the, the, some animation. Well, if you look back, there's yes. like a, a part showing as if like one person's Patronus is like four. It was just really weird. Why but, are there Patronuses? <laughs> there isn't so much Patronus, but it's like they were trying to portray yeah. the movement of like the Order of the Phoenix oh, people, okay. maybe. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I yeah. think it's cool, but. Yeah. I, I don't know, but then I can't criticize because for the sake of no, no, I do like you. I do enjoy the black smoke kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I definitely do enjoy it. So yeah, Yeah. I don't have much more to say, but I guess we can queue up the scene and get to your favorite line. I suppose. God, um, um, uh, like, why am I being judged? I feel a little (laughs) bit judged. Like, nah, this this is this is um, no. Why are you rolling your eyes, man? No, I'm just making fun of you because I know you love serious (laughs) black, so you know. But it's equivalent to that uh, get away from my daughter, you, you B-I-T-C-H kind of scene at the end of the seventh movie, I think. When oh, okay. uh, Molly says no, it to Bellatrix. No, 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 it's not. This uh, what? Not awesome. Really? Okay, I, well, I, anyway, we'll hey, get to it. I, it's we'll not a feminist it. agenda thing. Like, I think that's what it's turning I mean, into. I was just it's a like... feminist agenda. I was just saying, I love that scene too, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, if you don't love it, it's fine. I'm not saying I don't love it, but. This one is much more awesome. I don't think so. Get away from the godson. 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you can see the face I'm making. Okay, let's queue up Lucius. Lashes, Lucius, Lucius, Lashes, Lucius, and his Lashes locks, and yes. Mr. Serious Black, and his Lashes locks too. Yeah. Okay. Get away from my godson. That's it. <laughs> that was a bad one. I told you I wouldn't have been able to find a good one. That was like a moment in that. But if you wanted the whole fight, then maybe, uh, then it doesn't help. Like because he kind of just shows up to defend Harry and he's like, "Get away from my godson." Pretty much. Um, yeah. That's yeah. how it happens. I kind of built it. I up. mean, like I'm kind of. I can play this one. Can I just? Uh, want, oh my god, this is embarrassing. Jesus Christ, these shows we're like playing um, from Mr. YouTube, who now loves ads. Let's just play another one. Truly believe. But why are you truly naive enough to think that children stood a chance against us? I'll make this simple for you, Potter. Give me the prophecy now. Or watch your friends die. Oh, that's your internet, it's not me. Don't give it too high. Oh, he does give it away. I love the way it turns black. Because he's not the person mentioned in the book. Get away from my godson. Oh my god! But uh, like hearing Jason Isaac's voice, he's also in this um, anime that I watch. And uh, it's called Castlevania. Castlevania. Oh and yeah, 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 I've heard of that one. Yeah, he's in it, and it's it's because I've just started there. sort of anime, yeah. anime. Because the thing is, I wasn't one of those like when I was when I came here, people mm. talk about Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. Like I watched animation at home. I watched cartoons, but I yeah. just couldn't really wrap my head around what animation was, and I didn't really think it was for me so i never really watched anything but then i've been hearing so much about like castlevania obviously yes, yeah. nerd soup and stuff they yeah. always drop about anime yeah, yeah but i especially wanted to watch attack on titan like the I, i've heard a lot about that one yeah. for me i want the anime i watch like i'm not like into the dragon ball z and 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 all that stuff but, like i want animation that um that's got a good storyline that I can follow. Yeah. It's not just fighting, fighting, fighting yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, you know. So Castlevania is that. Like I like uh even just, you know, the uh what you call it? The hallmarks of uh Avatar, the mm-hmm. last airbender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm into that yeah. this kind of uh, Yeah, Attack on Titan is a bit of fighting. The, yeah. the good the what I would say is when I watched it, because it's on Foxtel, uh, but, funny but, enough. But, but it's English dubbed on Foxtel. So I didn't realise I was like, why why is it why is it English? Then I realised, oh no, no, they've actually done the english dubbing and then so i'm still like to subscribe to like the thing that you can get like the proper episodes because in english oh my god the way the english actor like acts it's so much it's so loud it's like so angry and everything Uh, i'm like i don't think this uh, is what i want to watch so i'm just gonna watch the normal japanese you know voice actors and stuff like that but i am getting a little bit into it but we'll we'll get there we'll get there not not as 
effectively as probably anyone else. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like anime, it's very specific, like you said. But if you find the right thing, I mean, yes. how do we get to anime? Because of Jason Isaacs. Yeah. I was going to say, Jason Isaacs, for me, he's just a fascinating actor. I've watched him in movies where he might be a bit shady as a villain. Don't ask me even what the movies are. I just sort of see him pop in, pop up in projects. One project that I remember, he was in this show, it's called Brothers or something. Yeah. And I think he was trying to... He wasn't a bad guy, but sort of like an antagonist to... I don't know if the other guy is called Jason something. Anyway. Even in Castlevania, he's kind of like a great character. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But he's he plays... Because he has great. that... Those eyes. There's something about yeah. his eyes. It's animation, but um, he, he's kind of a great character in that he's uh, also like, you know, he's about the greater good. So he'll do anything to achieve the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. actually... When he's annoyed by people or something... Uh, <laughs> He tells them to go into the woods to this apple tree or something like that. You, they will find like real nice food there or something. Mm-hmm. And then he set a trap at the apple tree where people just fall to their death on spikes. Oh, so they are. So one of the characters notices. Uh, one of our main characters notices that there's there are bones in there, bones of small children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he keeps trophies. Yes, I suppose you. Functions well for dark characters. Yes. Actually, yes, yes. funny enough, I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but he's in one of my favorite, well, not favorite, but it's a effective Superman animation, um, Superman Red Sun, mm-hmm. the one which portrays Superman having landed in Russia and being I, like, I tried taken watching in, that yeah. and then I never, I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not the best, but uh, mm. he, he plays, he voices the Superman character oh, with like okay. the okay. slight yeah, Russian yeah, accent yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's quite. He's been in quite a number of things. Just more like you have to watch those things yeah. to sort of know him. Anyway, um, so we um, get that, and yeah, then yeah, um, moving forward, like so serious is in his stride. He's battling uh, Death Eaters left, right, and center. And uh, Harry does a spell. Um, I can't remember who he hits, and Sirius is like, "Good one, James." And then in the next moment, Bellatrix is like, "You know, Avada Kedavra," and then. Yes, falls into the veil. Yeah. And it's just, I like the way they filmed that part. That it's like a quiet moment, but mm-hmm. we've got some yeah. music in the background mm-hmm. that's playing, right? Um, but it's, it, it goes with the scene, and yep. Remus is holding on to Harry. Yep. And like, like the sound seems to have been taken away mm-hmm. from the scene. Sort of like a ringing when you like, yes, there's an explosion. Yes, yes, you, yes, yeah. yes. And then... And then Harry sees Bellatrix running away, and that's when the sound comes back because mm-hmm. Bellatrix is singing, I've killed Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Harry's running after her, and then immediately tries to cast the Cruciatus curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like yeah. that's the first moment Harry might have lost his parents and grown up as an orphan, but he actually didn't know loss, if that makes sense. As in, yes. you, he knows loneliness, yes, exactly. Yeah. He knows loneliness, he knows not having love and all that stuff, but he doesn't know loss. Yes. But this is the first proper loss, and it's a sad loss because it's a loss of like someone he looked up to, that he was looking forward to mm, being with. Mm, mm. You know, I always go back to that scene in Prison of Azkaban. That, that's why I love Prison of Azkaban. Like, when... Serious, like I'll, you know, when all this is down, can you can move in with me, like yes. you know, and yeah. and then they go back in time, and he's telling Hermione, you know, he said we could move in together, yes. and he's looking oh, forward to that, and then oh that gets stolen yes. by yes. him, and then 
Yes. And then you, they don't get moments to. And that's why Harry tends to be reckless when it comes to serious because he realizes that everybody has someone and this is the someone he has mm, that mm, unfortunately mm, their mm. relationship is limited. Then JK. Exactly. Like, why would you and, take serious? But to be honest with you, him. she's very good at writing over grief because she was grieving, I think, at the time. Oh, I think okay. she lost her mom around the time that the book, she was writing the book or something. But there's something she still talked about the loss of like a parent or mm, something mm, like that mm. and the grief regarding that. So I think she does grief writing mm. quite effectively. Actually. I wish then Rem- Harry and Remus had gotten closer. In some ways, yes, definitely. Yeah. But I think Remus was already sort of plagued by his own demons in some ways. Mm, like, mm. as in, at this time, that's the unfortunate part about us just getting the story from Harry's perspective. Yeah. Remember, isn't it that Remus at the time is with Tonks, but yes. they're about to have a kid, but yes. they're... Yeah. Yes. So it's a bit. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, you're right. The pretty much the battle between Dumbledore and Voldemort is mm, well. Mm. It's well done. Mm. Um, I thought they were both powerful people being shown doing powerful stuff. Yeah. And that that's the only time I could say I would not question magic being yes. done because yeah. you can imagine Dumbledore and Voldemort coming up with any sort of spell. Yes. Bend the door. Yes. Bend the yes. thing. Make the water do th- like. And they're not even saying words. It's silent exactly. casting. Yes. Exactly. And, and yes, it's believable. Yes. It, it's very believable. Not having yeah. kids cast spells that <laughs> <laughs> expect your Patronus disarms, but it also pushes you back and. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, it stuns as well. But uh, so. I loved how Voldemort appearing in smoke and then uh, him doing the, that fire snake spell. Mm-hmm. I think that's the fire hydra, whatever spell. But I don't know. And the battle, as you said, and then him possessing Harry. It was freaky and brilliant at the same time. Yes, it, I, I have a couple of comments on it. Not in bad way. I'm just yes. sort of saying. It's just now I've that noticed the switch. I've just now noticed how the eye switch. I don't know if you noticed, but yes, his yes, eye switch. Yes. So his Harry's being possessed. Harry's not being possessed. He's fighting it. He's fighting whatever. Yes. And then, but I did find that it was a bit strange the way they portrayed Harry. I mean Voldemort being in his mind. Yes. It's a, it's a difficult scene to put on. TV yes. or a, a movie as compared to you just sort of thinking it is happening. Interesting, because the way it's like he's, he's sort of like in a landscape thing. It's almost like he's like in a little room, which I but suppose is his mind. But do you know how mind. that is described in when they're doing occlumency, like mm. create... No, I don't know if I'm reading fan fiction. I know, but I think the idea or the concept is right, that you yes. create like... yes, a Compartments room, or compartment. something. Yes, but yes. it was more the way just like... When Harry is speaking and saying, "Oh, you will never know love mm, or something," mm, mm. then I, I just it was a bit weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange. Corny? I should say not weird. Was it corny? Or a was... little bit. Yes. A okay. little bit. And yeah, yeah. it was too literal. The battle of the minds for me was too literal. He's in his mind doing whatever. But I would have just if I loved the flashbacks or the scenes and somehow having the idea of like Voldemort being there. Like, wasn't Voldemort in that little circle? Because he wasn't in Harry's body. I think I think for this a look at the book I don't know. Yeah, I do, no, not does in the book. Go, sorry, in the uh, movie. Does is uh, he in no, that he, weird little circle that no, forms no, he, around them? He he goes into Harry's body when Harry casts him out. That's when he's back in that circle again. But he's in Harry's body. How? Not body per se. I think I think just his presence in his mind. Oh, but we don't see him in the sand anymore. Or is he the sand? That's the thing. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, but I was just maybe thinking about it too much. But yeah, because I also thought if the way they portrayed it, why would he then not just kill Harry? Like right there and then. I think just the presence of Dumbledore there. 
as well. I suppose so. Because if he then kills Harry, takes over Harry's body, or then comes out of Harry, like he's in a vulnerable spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I suppose I thought about it. I was thinking about it too much. But because yeah. Dumbledore could easily have also maybe killed, killed. Harry. Yes. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. No, that's true. Oh, I suppose, yeah, he was preventing Dumbledore from killing Harry because he's technically in Harry's body yes, as a protection. Yes. Yeah. Okay, no, that works. But yeah, it's a bit weird. But I guess, I don't know, did you have any more about the particular battle before no, the, the no, 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 back, no, 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 no. Because I was just going to say, the, for me, the montage then works again because is they take away scenes, obviously, but now it works to show, you know, that Voldemort's back and people are panicking and they're showing Harry in this mm, moment mm, of like, mm, mm. you know, really bad, just, yeah, it was terrible, terrible. Yeah, thing. and we didn't say it before, but I'm happy that Seamus kind of, no, I think we did touch on it that mm. that, that um happy that Seamus uh had come around had come to, around yeah. way before this like yes you know, that's you know, true you know, and, and that then speaks you, to their friendship exactly yeah. and because we don't get the scenes in the hospital where we see Dolores and stuff she's shown having left Hogwarts but mm-hmm. just a little reference to that and Dumbledore being reinstated so we've got a good montage showing sort of all of those things but then we get to my least favorite mm. scene of this whole movie. Which is the meeting with Dumbledore in his office. And it is just the weakest point in the film for me. Like, I feel like it's not so much about taking what's in the book and putting it on screen, mm. but it's about how you're trying to portray a story where there's isolation or someone having looked at Dumbledore as a hero and sort of maybe lost that respect for him. He has to come to head. Yeah. It definitely does. Mm. And the conversation just felt so stilt. <laughs> it was just really nothing for me. They could have just not done that scene and it yes. would have been the same. Yes, yeah. Because what was yeah. done in the scene, what was that? Like, the fact that in the book, I you know, remember when we were talking about how in the book yes. you almost want to tear up when he's talking about how he saw Harry when he was a kid and he's yes. growing up. And yes, the, yes. And then he's like, but the flow and, and in the plan. And it's also a redemption, and, in a way, kind of a redemption arc for Dumbledore. Mm. A redemption arc, a, a moment of kind of understanding Dumbledore, where he comes from. And does he even go through the part where I... I thought I was, I thought I was doing the right thing, or I thought you know, I didn't care for you, or something like that. Ah, I and don't, I don't think he does remember. that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose we can queue up and play a bit, but no, no, even not, then, not, not oh, you mean in the book? In the yeah, books, in the yes, book, he definitely yes, does. He's yes, like, yes. I then started caring for you, or I started my, pro- I wanted to protect you from some of those things because now he was seeing. Because I'm guessing he said. <laughs> Actually, and the fact that Harry rages, he's raging because Sirius is dead too. Yes, yes, yes. Like, he, you know, the way that scene could have been portrayed is we get, that's the problem. We needed to have the montage and they wanted to start the montage when Dumbledore is holding Harry. And it's very effective. It's a very effective image of Dumbledore holding Harry at the end of that scene. But you could still probably have had something going about that but not necessarily have the news part about it, just sort of that image of Harry like that, mm, sort of looking mm, like a martyr, mm. whatever. But you have him being taken back to school or going back to school using mm. a port key, I don't know, mm. and have him sit in that office dealing with what has just happened. Like I, I could only imagine how effective that would have been to have just have Dan be like isolated for a moment yes. with all of that, as it is in the book. Yes. And then he finally 
Dumbledore gets there and he's so angry. It's just, oh, that scene was so well done. Yes, it was yes. so well done. To this day, I've never, I used to think I didn't I'm like sorry, that. Did you say that scene is so well done? No, it's in the book. In the uh, book. Okay, oh, I had to like it. Yeah, I've ever, never, I've always said that I didn't like that scene in the movie because I thought it's the way they say about the prophecy. Yes. But yes. that's not the reason why. I yes. actually yeah. realized now it's because they don't include anything and there's so much. Anyway, mm. that's mm. all I had to say. They, the actors could have done so well, but they were not given enough, and that's yes. it. And yeah. I think the end is just uh, for me. Like just the last thing on my thing mm. is, um, it's just again no train station platform scene at the end of the freaking film, <laughs> um, as per the books. Because this is the year that uh, the Order of the Phoenix approaches uh, the de- Deathlism, like you know. If you treat our boy anywhere wrong, we're gonna come for your heads. Like, exactly. exactly. I'm, 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 I'm re- paraphrasing a lot, <laughs> taking liberties, but it's to that effect. That's yeah. what they say. But and he still has a family in some ways. Yes, as well. yes, because yeah. he needs that. Yeah. And of course, it's depicted in you know, when when they're all walking. I don't know why Harry and, and and Hermione are at the front of the group. Uh, I don't understand it. Are That's they? The, they begins the. <laughs> the <laughs> having Ron be just a third tier character. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. Because for me, yes, you want to maybe show hope or something that's coming. But <sighs> they could have ended that movie in so uh, many the tram- ways. Perform scene is full of hope as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they never show Harry going back home. They never show him going back. I don't understand. Do they have something against just shooting another scene of Harry back home? Remember how we talked about how the funniness of the scene when he's like, tell, what is it? When when they're like, oh, wouldn't your parents, wouldn't your wouldn't your aunt and uncle want to hear about what you did at school? Yes, yes, and he's yes, like, are yes. you mad? All <laughs> <laughs> well, those times that I could have died and I didn't. <laughs> and even the fact that in book three, he comes back and he says, oh yeah, my godfather, Sirius Black, is blah, 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 blah. Yes. Because he knows that they know who Sirius yes, Black yes, is yes, yes. to them. And even in book four, is, does something happen in book four when they come back? I think something does happen maybe with the Weasley family. I can't remember. But anyway, that. either yeah. way, they just never like to show Harry coming yes, back to school. Yes, the yes. only time I think I could have said I forgive them for not doing anything was the first movie when he gets given the book by um, Hagrid, the photo book or whatever. Yes, yes. That was quite nice. Yes, we didn't get to see him getting off and seeing his uncle. And, not that I want to see him with his aunt and uncle, but it's the, no, I think it's the context years, around yes, those yes. scenes. And yeah. as the years even progressed, like particularly at the end of book three, when we see Sirius uh, giving him that performance, Permission slip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, I think particularly in the from at least book three, that's when we really needed to see those moments. Yeah. After. And yeah. do we get the Dursleys again after this? I don't know about book six, but book seven. Yes, we no? do at the beginning, or they just some deleted scenes, but they are in there, featured leaving or something. They're featured leaving the uh, you know what, seven private drive. Anyway, I mean twelve. Is it fourteen? Twelve? What? What? What is 12? What is... Four private drive, sorry. The house number. <laughs> I'm thinking 12 Grimmauld Place, so, yeah. But anyway, 
That's fine. I think yes. we have pretty much gone come to, I guess, the end. We talked about character assassinations in terms of Neville being really the yeah, only. Yeah. But major. there wasn't any glaring, glaring yeah. like yeah. yeah, yeah Even yeah. for Ron, the only problem is it's not so much a character assassination. They just take away moments from characters, yes. but they don't necessarily give them to someone else. Yes, it's more yes. they just take away moments. Uh, Ron, I would say, just they're not being Quidditch because yeah. it was his year for Quidditch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Weasley's yeah. our king. Hello. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, but yes. um. So yeah, final verdicts. Uh, is a standalone honestly, and adaptation ratings honest, as well. Oh, okay. Um, my final thoughts is just that the film, in some moments, felt really rushed. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, that's it. That's the end. <laughs> that's my only thoughts. Like, it felt really rushed. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then uh, ratings and why as well. You give that rating, I guess, like so that we can. I'm just saying, like, as in, you give what? the rating and then the why, why? behind. Yeah. Um, okay, I can't just be. I mean, no, you can, but I was just thought it would be fun to sort of know maybe your thoughts. Uh, anyway, you've already given your verdict, so sorry, sorry to confuse you. I'll just be curious. And then it's okay, it's okay. okay. Um, so as a standalone, I'll say a seven out of ten, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seven to eight out of ten, because if I hadn't read the books, I would definitely enjoy it. Mm. Um and as a adaptation, six out of ten. Funny enough, we've got very similar scores. Mm. Six, six out of ten in that, although I have all these that def six out of ten because there are definitely major moments which they should have included mm-hmm. in the film. Um, but also some of the liberties that they did take, some of the decisions that they did make to is the the, the montages. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and um. They did that really well. Mm. Uh, the casting of Emelda Staunton. This woman depicted <sighs> Umbridge like she snatched it out of the book and really absorbed her. Absorbed her like because I'm like I hate I hate Umbridge. Yeah, I totally hate this woman. <laughs> like even her laugh, even her cough and a little girlish giggle annoyed me. I'm like, I'm going to strangle you. Like, you yeah. know, one scene I would have loved is mm. Ginny doing the mimicking of Umbridge just to scare everybody. Uh, yes, just, yes, yes, Anyway, yes, it's okay. Yes, it's yes, a missed yes. moment. It never so, happened. Yeah, uh, seven to eight out of ten is a standalone and six out of ten as a... As an adaptation. Uh, as a adaptation. Similar score for me. Standalone, eight. It's fun and lighthearted, like you said. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable. Six for adaptation because it works, but the story loses points for like condensing some of those key moments yes, for me. And, yes. but before we wrap up though, I did have this review that I um, wanted to share with you. If you don't yeah. mind me reading it, yeah. it was, it's not too long, but uh, I just wanted to sort of know your thoughts around it. And if it maybe matches concisely what your thoughts were mm, as we were mm, talking, because mm. I think for me, it captured my feelings about the film very well. And I've, I just sort of found it randomly when I was trying to find something about the film. Mm-hmm. It was actually written in like 2007. So when the yes. film came out, which is so weird to think about yeah, yeah. Um, that time frame, but it, it's by, it's on this random website called uh, Museum of the Moving Image or something. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. a British site. Anyway, uh, it's called New World Order, like the review title. And it goes, as the old joke goes, an illiterate wizard and his goat walk out of a bar. Never heard of it. Clearly, David Yates assumes you have. The visual wink to Dumbledore's uh, barkeep brother, Aberforth and the goat he so, no- he so notoriously performs illegal charms on is perhaps the most delightfully obscure indication that director Yates' um, film is not a film that caters to the HP illiterate or even casual, casual fans of the franchise. Frankly, it's about bloody time. Warner Brothers, um, Warner Brothers' film, despite being spawned from the most perversely read source text in recent memory, 
have all been narratively crippled by awkward exposition and repetition at the expense of a more nuanced depiction of the novel's complex characters, right humor and leftist ideology. So they're just talking about like how the Harry Potter films in the Warner Brothers, mm. whatever um, thing haven't been, I guess, I guess as great. Um, and leftist ideology. J.K. Rowling's surly standoffish antihero dubbed Caps Lock Harry by, man, by many mm. who polarized fans and critics back in 2003 when Order of the Phoenix was published might have been softened slightly for the silver screen, but little else has been, making for the most tonally consistent and emotionally resonant film installment to date. Combating a smear campaign, Prim Politico turned... Oh gosh, she uses too many big words. <laughs> Prim Politico turned pedagogical. Pedagogical. <laughs> I'm like, why am I reading this again? Pedagogical. Pred, uh, whatever. Nightmare. Pedagogical. Dolores. Pedagogical. <laughs> Nightmare. Dolores Umbridge, uh, portrayed by uh, Imelda Staunton, earning every bit of praise mm-hmm. by the press. Blah, blah, blah. Yep, yep. And mentor Dumbledore's inexplicably, inexplicably cold shoulder. Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix offers no refuge for the titular wizard, even as his subconscious becomes a site of struggle. It's difficult to not marvel at what virgin Potter screenwriter Michael Goldenberg accomplishes in his adaptation of Order of the Phoenix, uh, powering down Rowling's immense internalized and arguably least structurally cinematic tome, uh, working in exposition with conversational ease and still managing to retain the novel's wary view of institutions during wizarding wartime. Those living up Uh, Those living in pop culture caves for the past decade might be forced to whisper a series of nagging plot driven questions throughout some throughout some as sweeping as so what's the deal with this order of the Phoenix still it's a small price for fans to pay for a film that doesn't slavishly elucidate for example Sirius's toxic desire for Harry to seamlessly take the place of his dead father as his partner in crime. One slip of the tongue, as Sirius accidentally refers to Harry as James, in the heat of battle, brutally accomplishes what a clunky exchange about the duo's lost friendship couldn't hope to approximate. I have thoughts about that one. But anyway, praise and criticism of the franchise frequently circulates around questions of faithfulness. Chris Columbus, too literal. Mike Newell, too cliff's notes. Alfonso Cuaron, just right. Mm-hmm. Faithfulness frequently and obtusely equated with each installment's inability or ability to capture that elusive magic critics are quick to invoke but incapable of quantifying. To praise Order of the Phoenix's faithfulness is to praise its lack of awestruck gaping as the last traces of Harry's child, childish wonder wither away and magic becomes a tool for survival rather than a mere series of tricks. In light-hearted counterpart, um, counterpoint, Yates magically reinvigorates a number of worn filmic tropes from exposition-laden newspapers, newspaper head- headlines with magically embedded clips, blah, 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 mm. uh, to the stagnant 1980s training montage detailing Harry's tutoring sessions and resistance movement. Even Citizen Kane gets a visual shout-out as the visage of the Minister of Magic. That's the thing that I was mm. talking about. Surveys his cavernous domain from banners on high. Far from feeling derivative, the pastiche es- echoes uh, the strength of Rowling's fantasy honoring the past while remaining distinctly contemporary. That was the end of that review. It's pretty long. I think um, it goes on and on, but I won't. I won't um, um, go on. I would like to say I understood forty percent. I'm not sure if you liked it or not. Me? 
no ear that's the thing it's, it's a very I 40% of what you were saying <laughs> like I'm, I, I know I'm too dumb for this review like. I was like oh gosh that's a lot <laughs> so but what did what, you say what, I, well, I'm guessing that's what I wanted to sort of get from what you're saying were you reading like that they're liking it I suppose I, I, I don't know if he likes it or not I don't know Is that's the like, problem yeah. it's like I'm also thinking like maybe when I read it I thought oh, okay it'll be a good review for a soccer but then I'm reading did I actually read this properly when I read it the first time I don't think so because I'm like oh my god there's so many big words why but I think he's praising it as an adaptation yeah. because he's talking about how at the end of the day he doesn't find it too clunky as the other adaptations not so much even the other adaptations but he's actually saying that the book was really big uh-huh. and this effectively narrowed down that oh okay from what I can read between the lines yes, yes. but I just was curious because they, the reviewer person he, she, whatever mm. it's a she Mm-hmm. captures what I was thinking, but I'm also thinking there must have been a lot that I didn't sort of pay attention to what was happening in terms of not that we were not paying attention, but perhaps how the, the critics were per- perceiving how the movie yes, was portraying because yes. they're saying, oh, it's a good, it does this, it does that. But I'm thinking, oh my God, there's so much we missed out on. So no, I'm saying, but we did say as a standalone, it, it, it does work well, but as an adaptation, that's what we're saying, Kuti. It doesn't. Probably, but this person it, is saying it as an adaptation. It does. Because that's why they reference the fact that that goat scene yes. works well to just get the message across, right? Okay. But it's a little obscure fact that would still be oh, relevant okay, okay. for some people. Yeah. And then even the James thing, like they're praising that all we get is that rather than how we get the scenes of serious suffering and all of that stuff. And uh, Okay, it, it makes up for the other stuff. Because... Yes, I enjoyed, not enjoyed, like, I, I like that, the fact that he did that, yeah, good one, James, mm. part, but I also wanted the other parts as yeah. well. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think, as Harry Potter readers, right, we're all going to have opinions about what would have worked best for the film, and do we want to watch the film as if we're reading the book, or then do we, like... Let the directors have creative uh, freedom on it, but then they should also be faithful to the material. Yeah. In a way. Like, because <laughs> honestly, as a book reader, and especially, I think the fact that the films came out later mm. and only the films that really were like close to the books were, I think, book seven. Yeah, probably ish. I think two th- no two thousand and seven was when book seven came out, isn't it? It was two thousand seven, two thousand eight, mm. and two thousand and twelve was two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Yeah, was when book oh okay book seven yeah, yeah, movie yeah. came out. Oh okay, um, because I've been thinking like, if I hadn't read the book in a while, and then I'm watching the film, I'll probably be happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I was happy. Yeah, you were I, very I, I, content. I, I was content. <laughs> now, with reading the book yeah. and watching the movie so closely together, I'm like, mm, Exactly. Because yes. it's not all complaints, honestly. It's not no, all that's complaints. true. That's true. Definitely. It's more, that's why we try to distinguish it as standalone and adaptation. Yes, as yes. standalone, I could watch these movies any yes. day. They're Absolutely. very enjoyable. Absolutely. I wouldn't have to think, oh, yeah. this didn't happen. But also, we are very cognizant that even as standalones, mm. there's some things that you will be like, what what's what's going on yes, here? But yes. it's not so glaring that it's like. Yes. And I think that's partly what the review was talking about. And in some ways, I show you listeners if we read that on for too long, much longer than it needed to be. But I think what I just was interested in was to show that you know this movie, in some ways, 
some people view it as having done such a good job mm-hmm. at taking such a big book and making it How a does story. It, does he rate it? Ah, no. He just sort of ends the review. Oh, okay, I didn't okay. read all of it, it. But if I was trying to explain why I rated it as a standalone as a 7 to 8 out of 10, I think for me, the confusion would be understanding the magics behind it. Mm, like if I wasn't mm. watching the movies, so then why does, um, I think, depending on how long it has been between watching book four movie and... Uh, Watching book four film and book five film, why is Harry so connected to Dumbledore to Voldemort? Why is Dumbledore ignoring Harry? Why is that part? Why is Dumbledore ignoring mm. Harry? Why is how does Grimaud's place appear like this? Mm-hmm. What's happening there? So I think just in terms of just understanding the magics, mm-hmm. if I was just the person under uh, what you call it, because I wouldn't miss the things that. I don't know about that's yeah. true yeah. this in this reviewer person is pretty much praising that this mm. screenplay writer who's the only one that wrote differently to the yes, other one yes apparently did good and i'm like yeah he did good but he still missed out on like a lot of things that we still wanted but they also they seeming to think that the other one i just read a line where they were like oh the other guy regrettably will be doing the rest of the movie. So clearly, clearly they don't like the other Steve Cloves guy that oh, has okay. done all the other ones. Oh, okay. And in some ways I actually am the same of the same. Who, did, I feel like who did Chamber of Secrets? Him as well. Steve Cloves did one, two, one to well, four. Yeah, honestly, and then five Chamber of Secrets, they plugged six, the, six to seven, sorry. they plugged the book into the film. Exactly. There were character assassination moments, but they plugged essentially the book into, into the, the film. film. Exactly. Yes, yes. And, well, I think what I, 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 I don't care which writer would wrote what. It was mm. more just respecting the material mm. as it is. And yes. the message, that's the problem with probably adapting them in bits and pieces. Mm. Like as in the books haven't fully come out, yes. Game of Thrones. Yes. And you want to make a story. You know, you just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So, yeah. But anyway, I, I don't have much more. This remain headed over, you know. It, it, it did a number on you, didn't it? Definitely did. <laughs> yes. But I think we are at a good time. I don't mm. know if you had any more to say. No, no, no. Yeah, so. Good night, people. Oh, yes, I know. We're giving them the, 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 the hint that we did this very late. But otherwise, yeah, uh, that's it for another episode of The Story Never Ends, the podcast where we... Watch our favorite films and reread our books. I don't know. No, 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 no. But thanks, guys, for joining us for part two of our, our breakdown of the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film. We'll be back with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone book and film. <laughs> oh my god! I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> What's up with the sixth book? What's up with the sixth oh, book? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Cut, cut, cut. Wait, wait, wait. Do uh, you say that so confidently? I know. No. Like, like. I cannot handle because right now all I'm thinking is this. <laughs> but anyway. Thank you, listeners. Tinashe is dying of laughter. I don't know if that was as funny as it, it is to her. She just loves laughing at me, I know. But thank you for joining We're us for another show, episode. <laughs> for own. another episode of The Story Never Ends. We'll be back with Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Good night, everyone. <laughs>